Hey, video game fans, I'm Ben Bertoli. And I'm Push Dustin. And he's Push Dustin. Oh, wait, you said that already. Yeah. Oh. And this, oh. <laughs> darn it, this is a bonus episode of Memory Card. Bonus. <laughs> yes. Don't forget about the important bonus noise. Uh, but this one's going to be coming to the patrons uh, way before everybody else. Kind of like that Lanky Kong episode we did uh, before uh, season five. So this is kind of a, a summer episode for those of you who back us on Patreon. And uh, I guess a winter episode for everybody else. You have to wait. Sorry. So summer loving happens so fast. That's right. <laughs> Just going to be really out of context if you're listening to this in uh, November or December. But hey, yeah. that's your winter fault. Winter loving happens so fast. <laughs> <laughs> should have donated to our patreon page oh lord yeah yeah speaking of summer and winter loving uh this this episode's gonna get a little pg-13 Ooh. Mm -hmm. so you get that uh that okay from your parents or your, your guardian yeah still family friendly but if you're in middle school and you're listening to this you might want to uh get permission i guess as push said so, uh, Push, we're going to start off because we're going to be talking about a game today that's all about uh, smooching people. Oh. Giving them a, little, giving them a kiss. Are, are you coming on to me? No. No, I'm happily married. Oh. But, yeah, yeah, me too, yeah. of course. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any horrific uh, dating stories from when you were younger with kissing or, or no kissing? Either, either one? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, probably pretty obvious to anyone who listens or, or follows me that I'm a pretty awkward guy. <laughs> and uh this this was not this was always the case uh even growing up and so i remember when i first started dating i would kind of ask people on dates and stuff like that and i would just be too afraid too like overwhelmed with like emotions i guess like uh, anxiety mm -hmm. that i would never really like make it a date and so it was just like two people hanging out and I remember um, there was this girl that I, you know, got the courage to ask out on a date and we went to a restaurant in town. And uh, after the restaurant, I was like, hey, do you want to go see a movie? And the movie that we saw was um, Marley and Me. Oh, no. Which I didn't realize would be such a downer because <laughs> I, I was just like, it has, you know, Owen Wilson in it. It's, uh -huh. it's, it has a dog. It looks cute. It, it, this should be a, a good date movie. Like, it's not really a movie that I, I would probably go out my way to see, but I was like, you know, maybe maybe this would be a good fit for a date. And after that movie, I was just like, oh, I, I can't I can't can't even try to hold her hands now because I don't I don't even know what the, I'm so sad about the dog. <laughs> uh, do you want to go adopt a puppy with me? Yeah. <laughs> that's the next that's the next line. I um, uh something similar. Uh, you know, I, I went and saw Spider-Man three notoriously bad movie and did not enjoy it very much yeah and then a girl i was talking to this girl who i had a crush on and, and i and she was like oh have you seen the new spider-man movie and i was like no <laughs> <laughs> do you want to go see it and she was like yeah yeah like we can go on a date to the spider-man 3 and i was like okay great and uh yeah so i went and saw spider-man 3 twice in theaters sat through it mm -hmm. i think i got a, a kiss or two but she turned out to be kind of weird. So it didn't work out. But Little did yeah. you know that it was actually her third time watching Spider-Man 3. <laughs> That's right. She just wanted an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pity date for me and a pity date for her. 
Spider-Man 3 was the real winner yeah. in that. Um, but the game we're going to be talking about today is <laughs> a uh, PlayStation 2 game, which uh, there are some really weird games on the PS2. Um, we've talked about Katamari in the past, obviously, and uh, I think we talked about Mr. Mosquito yep. um, a, couple, a couple seasons ago in, in one of our um, mini bits there. I really think that era was just like the hotbed for like innovation because like they finally got like their way around 3D gaming. And so now it's like, okay, what can we do to innovate? What what can we do? And so we had they had a lot of these crazy ideas. Yeah, I was going to say innovation is a bold term for it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's just kind of like, let's throw, you know, everything against the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the PS2, obviously, still the best selling console of all time. Mm-hmm. 155 million uh, units sold and has a library mm-hmm. of like some ridiculous number. I was trying to look online to get an official number. And uh, Wikipedia says there's 3,800 games, mm-hmm. and then there's a little link like on that number, and you click it, and then it's like, here's our official list of 4,300 games. <laughs> and I'm like, but Wikipedia, <laughs> you just said there was like a thousand less than that. So it's uh, some, some collectors editing Wikipedia to try to suppress the truth. <laughs> yeah. So that way he can say that he has the full collection. I got them all, I swear. Don't worry about those. Yeah, <laughs> Wikipedia says I'm right. It's got to be true. So the game that we're going to talk about today is called Tulip, which is like uh, tulip, at least pronounced that way, but with a C-H. Yes. Tulip. You know what uh, chew is in Japanese, right? Yeah, it's like the, the noise for kissing, right? Yeah, yeah. Choo, choo, choo. Choo, choo, yeah, I did my research. Come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Giving away all my, my fun facts. Jeez. Pikachu. Pikachu-lip. Yeah, that's the spinoff yeah. where you kiss Pikachu. <laughs> yeah. That one sold much better. <laughs> it's very shocking. So uh, Tulip was developed by a team of like only about a dozen people, and it was by a developer named Punchline. It took about two and a half years to complete after the initial planning. Um, It actually, they began planning and developing it right before the PlayStation 2 was announced. So it was kind of rough because, you know, it was one of these very first PlayStation 2 games, and they really didn't know what they were doing. Mm. They really didn't realize like the power that they had, you know, that they could work with because they really had only worked on the original PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And the uh, most notable developer on Tulip was definitely the director, whose name is uh, Yoshiro Kimura, which I feel like has, he's come up in the past at some point. Yeah, he's Onion Papa. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, Push was just telling me about uh, if you should definitely go. Uh, google his name and see his lovely his outfit yeah very colorful so uh every year that i go to bit summit i run into him because onion games is a studio that he runs now they're really involved with the, the indie game scene in japan i don't know if he mentioned it in this recording but he uh worked on the moon uh rpg uh mm-hmm. remaster uh he also has uh several games for the switch like uh blackbird and um i believe the million onion hotel and there's like a another one with a salary man who it's like a salary man rpg game they're all pretty fun uh wacky games but yeah um every time that i go to bit summit i see him and he just looks like a papa <laughs> and uh his official handle is onion papa i think oh, i see he's, he's leaning into it he's leaning into it a little bit but yeah. he's 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 a pretty interesting guy i like seeing him around he sound he seems like a fun guy or at least a, a weird guy that, you know, might be fun to be around. Yeah. As you mentioned, he worked on a Moon Remix RPG Adventure, uh, which was a game for the PlayStation. Very, like, odd. I think it was one of the games that inspired Undertale. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, you don't have to fight people. You can be like, be friends with them. And, uh, that was re-released for the switch not too long ago. Yeah. So check that out. If you, uh, if you like very quirky RPGs and then he worked on another game, LOL, lack of love mm-hmm. where he was like an assistant on game design. And then he would go on to work on no more heroes, little King story and all of those, you know, wacky games that you just mentioned Yeah. with his new development company. Uh, so Tulip actually came out in Japan in October of 2002, which was, you know, two and a half years after the actual launch of the PS2, which was in March of 2000. Mm-hmm. And the main character doesn't actually have a name. He's like nameless. I think maybe you give him a name. And it starts with him having this dream about uh, kissing his true love up on a hill where there's the lover's tree, which is apparently a tree that can talk. Okay. It reminds me of what's that that kid's book where the tree can talk the giving tree yeah oh, okay <laughs> this one's this one's different though apparently it's he's just giving you love advice mm-hmm. but when your main character wakes up he finds that he's actually moving um with his with his father to a new town called long life town which is <laughs> interestingly named which is pretty much just like a japanese village um mm-hmm. the whole aesthetic of this game is kind of like retro like you know old school japan like nostalgic yeah, yeah, very much so. I think that's kind of what they were going for. But when he gets to Long Lifetown, what do you know? He runs into this girl mm. who is in his dreams, literally the girl of his dreams. And she she turns him down. She says, sorry, I don't I don't know you. Actually, she rejects him because his family is poor, which is very mean yeah. and not nice. <laughs> but uh, so what would you do, Push? What would you do if your true love is just turn you down because you're too poor? I would get more money. Yeah, you that would be the logical thing to do is to like get a job. Yeah. But no. This guy talks to his dad and his dad's like, you know what you should do? Go around town, kiss everybody on their mouth <laughs> and strengthen your heart. This is before COVID, we should say. <laughs> yeah, it was very very far before COVID. Um so yeah, that's your your whole plan is you have to strengthen your heart by kissing the different townspeople and uh, improving your reputation, <laughs> which, you know, I think that would give you kind of a reputation of like a hussy, you know, you're kissing everybody. Yep. You got to got to save some. Yeah. And the other objective in the game is uh you want to write your true love a a love letter, but someone has stolen all of your stuff uh that you can uh, to write with mm-hmm. your ink, your paper and your pen, so you have to also find those Mm -hmm. the game is basically like um it's kind of like like a puzzle game almost because you have to figure out when to kiss people everybody in town goes through these 24-hour uh cycles and you have to find out like the time when they're like happy or like accepting of a kiss because if you kiss them when they're you know not ready or angry they'll like beat the crap out of you (laughs) or something call the police yeah you can die in this game like a policeman can shoot you if you're like in the wrong place at night and Apparently, the playground is very dangerous, and it will cause you to die and get a game over. Oh. Apparently, you can also be struck by lightning. So the game is basically just like wander around town, find people, you know, get to know them, understand their like patterns, and then when the time is right, just plant one on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are also people who like live underground in like underground apartments, like and they just come up from the ground. I guess those are the hardest people to kiss because they don't come outside very often. They're like mole people or something. yeah kind of it actually said that the reason um they included them was because when they were making the game they wanted to display a real modern uh, truancy problem for japanese students Mm -hmm. and those are like the underground dwellers or the people who decided they were going to skip school too much 
Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's it's like a moral, like, hey, better not skip too much school or you'll end up being an underground mole person. Yeah, and, and you won't get kissed so much. Yeah, exactly. It'll be harder for people to kiss you because you'll be, you know, truant. Show up to class so you can get kisses. <laughs> oh, Lord. If you successfully kiss enough people, you get, like, hearts built up and then your reputation gets... uh better and you find the different pieces for your uh, love letter and you can uh, beat the game in which you know obviously you kiss your your true love on the hill just like you did in your dreams Mm. but there's a lot of like weird stuff that happens in between i know there's like an alien invasion um you have to act as like a defense lawyer at some point uh you become the like head of a major corporation it's very, very wacky mm-hmm. in like a fun, you know, stupid sort of way. Just kind of kind of like Kimura's other games. Kimura actually got this mm-hmm. idea when he visited Kimura? some uh, Western countries and saw people kissing in public. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming he like went to Europe because... Uh, they kiss on the, on the cheeks, right? Right, yeah. Kiss, kiss. Like, oh, it's so good to see you. <laughs> um, he saw that and he was like, whoa, people in Japan don't do that. But I wish they would. <laughs> <laughs> and here's what would happen if they did. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So crazy. So as you mentioned before, um, Chu is the Japanese onomatopoeia for the sound of kissing. Chu, 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 chu. And uh, lip is obviously the English word for what you normally kiss with, your lips. So yeah, I was kind of looking into other Japanese onomatopoeias. And my favorite one I found was that dogs go wan wan. Yeah. (laughs) W-A-N, yeah. Which is like, I guess we got like bow wow and bark and woof. They go wan wan wan. Yeah, they go wan 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 wan. <laughs> kind of makes uh, sense. Yeah, I like the the cows as well. Because mm-hmm. they go mo mo, not moo. Yeah. <laughs> mo. I mo. mean, yeah, I can see that. It is kind of a deeper noise. Pigs uh, go boo 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 boo. <laughs> what do they? <laughs> boo 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 boo. The other, the only other one I have written down here is frogs. They go kiro 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 kiro. Kero kero. Kero kero. Yeah, that's a frog. Yeah, that's what um Hello Kitty's friend is called, I think. Oh, that makes kero sense. Because they are a frog. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact, the first morning I woke up in Japan after uh, flying there in 2015, there was uh, crows. And the crows in Japan sound like someone pretending to be a crow <laughs> in English. It's like, ah, ah. And I thought it was like, some, ah. yeah, I thought it was like somebody like on a rooftop nearby, just like being annoying or something. I was like, who's doing that? And Bethany's like, that's just the crows. That's like, that's just what those birds sound like. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> that's wild. So, yeah. And later in my next trip to Japan, I got pooped on twice by a crow. So twice. Yeah. Within like, uh, within like a minute, like it pooped and it landed on my arm. And then I was mm-hmm. like, well, at least it didn't poop on my shirt. And then it pooped on the back of my neck and all over my shirt. So it seems like it had like an agenda. Right. I think it heard me. I think it was like, yeah. oh, you think that wasn't bad enough? Well, <laughs> here comes strike two. <laughs> if you think that our uh, crows are, you know, our sounds are, are not real enough. <laughs> and, and we're not accurate enough. Yeah. Well, you gonna get it. So, um, obviously, this is a very, very weird game. Tulip is a very odd game. And they showed it off at E3 in 2004, I believe. And they were just kind of like, yeah, we realize this is like a quirky Japanese game. So we're going to really like not 
you know, expect big sales. We're not going to print a lot of copies in English. Yeah. And um, it got delayed from 2004 to 2005. And then it got delayed from 2005 to 2007. Oh, wow. It actually came out in uh, on February 13th, 2007, the day before Valentine's Day. And it was exclusive to GameStop, <laughs> which is, yeah, the place you really want to go on Valentine's Day. It's the place for gamers. Yeah, exactly. Gamers and lovers. Yeah. So it took five years for it to get from Japan to uh, North America. And, you know, by 2007, I believe the PlayStation 3 was like on its way out, you know, later that year. It was already out that year because uh, that was, oh, was the, the year I graduated high school. And um, I, I had a PlayStation 3 in high school. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I definitely didn't grab one at launch. But so there you go. So, you know, this game's already obscure. It gets delayed multiple times. It finally gets released in English. Yeah, I bet you can you can guess that it, it's actually now worth quite a bit of money. Um, mm -hmm. I was just looking on eBay and most of the English ones like the complete were like 200, 300 bucks. It's like one of those games where like I wish I would have grabbed it back in the day because it probably was like, you know, 30, 40 bucks. It was probably in the bargain bin. Oh, yeah, for like, sure. It, it, they probably didn't sell that much because I can't imagine it appealing to a lot of people. Right. Unless you're like really you're like it, it has a, a dedicated fan base. Oh, yeah. So the people who are interested will pick it up. But and it, honestly, I didn't get like the best reviews. In fact, it made quite a few uh, lists yep. of like the worst games of 2007. Very, very niche. Um, I should mention that it was uh, published in North America by Natsume. Same people who did the Harvest Moon games before they mm. became not exactly the Harvest Moon games. If you've listened to the Harvest Moon episode, you know <laughs> what I'm talking about. All, all of the stuff that we talk about is connected. That's right. You have to listen to the whole memory card cinematic uh, universe if you want to catch all the, all the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> but that is uh, Chulip. So if you ever, if you ever you know, going around looking at garage sales or used game stores and you see a weird game about kissing people around town, you know that you should pick it up unless it's, you know, some outrageous price. Mm -hmm. it, you know, if it is some outrageous price and the person selling it, you know, you got to do push. You got to kiss them. Yeah, you got to go give them a smooch right on the lips. And I'm yeah. sure they'll drop that price or call the police. Hey, thanks for listening to our bonus episode today. Um, somehow in that discussion, I forgot to bring up the amazing soundtrack to Chulip, which uh, sounds like this song that you're currently hearing. It's very wacky. You should definitely look it up. And it is uh, composed by Hirofumi Tanguichi. So check that out. Thank you so much if you're one of our patrons. Thank you for supporting us. If you're not a patron and you're hearing this as a bonus episode at the end of season six, be sure to uh, look into our page and all of the bonus episodes that could be at your fingertips. Just go to patreon.com slash memcard. See you soon.